Welcome back to another episode of Education, where parenting and Jewish education merges. This episode is a special perm edition episode where we talk to Mrs. Sarah Shafrin, someone who brings tremendous ruach and simcha to the many roles that she is involved in. And we speak about how to bring simcha and ruach into our lives, into our homes, how to internalize the simcha, and, and what to do when we're not feeling the simcha. We talk about Purim being a time of simcha and how to make it extra meaningful for our children and how to navigate some of the areas which sometimes could present some challenges. Throughout the conversation, besides for hearing and seeing Sarah's enthusiasm and koach that she has, one of the main themes that kept coming up was how much she empowers her children to be part of the decision process of Purim, of Shabbos, and, and so many more things. Mrs. Shafrin is someone who is involved in so many things, and I'm so excited for you to hear this conversation and hear her enthusiasm, hear all the things that she is doing in her own home with her students. And as a reminder, as the usual, if you have any questions, anything you want to reach out about, please feel free to check us out. Reach out to us at education.org. Connect with us on our new WhatsApp group, which you can get the link at our website, education.org there as well. And please feel free to keep reaching out with all the ideas and the feedback. It's really, it's great to hear from you. Great to connect on, you know, for education. And as a reminder, if you didn't yet, give the podcast a rating on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and subscribe to our mailing list. Join the WhatsApp group. And without further ado, let's get to the episode. Welcome to the Jeducation Podcast. My name is Yair Manchel. Jeducation, where parenting and Jewish education merge to give our children the best possible experience. Whether you chose to be an educator by profession or not, we are all Jewish educators. Day in and day out in our own homes, we are educating our children on what it means to be a Jew, what it means to be a good person. And sometimes, perhaps most of the time, the education children receive in their homes is more impactful than the formal education they receive in school. Check us out at jeducation.org today and remember to subscribe to the podcast. This week's guest is Mrs. Sara Shafrin. Ms. Shafrin is a Judaic Studies teacher at Rosenbaum Yeshiva of North Jersey. She's also the music director at YNJ and spends her summers at the, as the program director at Camp Dina. She's also the director of Melrote, an all-girls production of dance and song in Bergen County that benefits NCSY summers programs. Ms. Shafrin brings her talent for singing and playing guitar to women's programs throughout the Jewish community, as well as being a simcha motivator at Bar Mitzvahs. She is featured as a songwriter on the past album of her brother, Mordechai Shapiro, Morty Shaf, and... Well, you know, exciting news over here in a couple of weeks, Mirza Hashem, his future, his next album coming out, which is exciting stuff. And she brings her passion for Torah, learning, and Jewish music to every single one of her endeavors, inspiring girls and women everywhere. So I really want to say a special thank you to you for taking the time, especially two weeks, just had a baby two weeks ago, and taking the time, you know, the week of perm, and uh, here to have this special pre-perm edition episode. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for all your kind words. Oh my goodness. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, it's such a pleasure to have you. So first things first, what inspired you to go into Jewish education? Uh, I wanted to be a Chamesh Mora since seventh grade. I had a teacher, Mrs. Miriam Reisling, who made Aliyah, and she was actually instrumental in starting Maya Note. She was one of the first hmm. um, educators there. So she was my seventh grade Chumash teacher, and I was just like, I want to be just like you. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of kids want to be just like their Chumash teachers. Baruch Hashem, I hope that that's the case. Um, but I'm I sure all your students probably want to be exactly oh. like you. <laughs> and, um, and, and I held on to it. I just, I always held on to that, that that was something that I wanted to do. I was involved with NCSY at a very young age mm. from sixth grade, and I was on junior regional board with Rabbi Knapp mm. and, um, and Rabbi Glasser, and I was actually the education coordinator oh, cool. when I was 13. That's pretty and serious. I don't I know. It sounded very serious to me, <laughs> and I'm going to give them the credit for giving me that title. I'm not sure what I did as education coordinator. I think I like decided I, I chose the kids for the Dvar Torahs and it built cool. from there but I was like oh I'm I'm involved in Chinuch yeah. like I thought of myself as something with education already from a very young age so uh, that was something that was a, a fire that was lit within my heart at a very young age and it stayed you know I, I it stayed 
it stayed with me. It stayed throughout. That's awesome. That's really, really special. And how did you get into these other roles? Into how do you, you, you did you start Melrose yourself? Like that was you, or I know you're the director, but you started as well. Uh, Melrose is like this whole other thing that I'm totally passionate about. I'm so excited about it. My sister and I were the actually we were choir directors almost 20 years ago at RYNJ for a mm. choir of, that built up over a few years to over 80 girls wow. for the mother-daughter brunch That's back so in the cool. day. Wow. And uh, yes, that was that was just an, an amazing experience. Uh, my mom was involved with that as well. And um, and that was before I was even married. I was in, I was in Stern. So now I always say, I've been working at YNJ for over 20 <laughs> years. And they're like, those numbers don't make sense. <laughs> and I'm so like, funny. well, when you start when you're a teenager. So people knew in the community that we were involved to get, you know, as a duo with music. And Miriam Pfeiffer is very involved mm. with NCSY Summer. Sure, and sure. she kind of had this dream of um, supporting NCSY Summer and offering this opportunity to the girls in the community for performing arts mm -hmm. in a from modest women only uh inspired environment and um and it kind of evolved over the last four or five years into what we just had last month which was a sold out crowd 1400 wow. seats in the theater wow, wow um over 150 girls participating from almost all the schools in bergen county wow that's amazing um, and passaic some girls from passaic and some girls from muncie and it's just there was just so much, um, so much inspiration in the night. There was, so, there were so many people that messaged us that they were weeping at the show, and wow. we were like, "So were we!" <laughs> so were we! Yeah, so that's awesome. It was just, um, it was just amazing. It was amazing, and it's, it's such a zuchus to be a part of it. Um, and all the women who are part of it, also, we always are inspiring each other. Um, and pushing each other to make it to just bring it to the next level. That's so cool. Directors and also all of the the whole team, the whole team that's involved. Wow. And how did you get involved with Camp Dina and bat mitzvah motivating all these different things? <laughs> you, wear, you wear a lot of different hats. Um, Hashem. Um, Camp Dina. Rivka Zouder recruited me to Camp Dina. Nice. Um, I applied to be the music teacher, actually, in Camp Dina. So I wrote an original song mm. for my... This was back in the day. This is 10 years ago. We did a Skype interview before Zoom. Oh, wow. Before the head counselor lived in California. <laughs> That's like really old school. <laughs> and I was like... I, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm wearing like, I only have to get dressed, the, you know, for my head and my, my makeup. You're ahead of it, your times. So yeah. Why. Oh my gosh. And I, so I wrote an original song about why I should be the music teacher in Camp Dina. And when she, the head counselor was like, you know, I saw her face on the computer screen. She's like, okay, so you're going to be, you're going to be like more like the assistant head counselor. We need you for more than just, you made, you wrote a song. And I, so even though I thought, well, yeah, I wrote a song to be the music right. teacher. She, <laughs> she just, uh, she saw something else there, and I got involved with programming right away. She, I was called uh, division head, mm -hmm. but it was for like two hundred girls. Got like it. it was more. I was division head for like, I don't know, a lot of bunks, and it was just so fun. And I just, it built up from there, and I just love my time at Camp Dina. It's so beautiful there. Yeah, it's awesome. And the girls there have so much energy. The size of the camp also, it's never more than five, six hundred girls. Right. Which right. is cozy, I guess, mm -hmm. in its own way. Sure, sure. Um comparatively cozy. And it just keeps it keeps so much ruach. There's it keeps the ruach uh, you know, and the energy at a really high level all the time. It's amazing. Totally. That's so. awesome. And what are your what are your goals in all these different, you know, roles that you're in? So the main, my, my big thing in my own heart uh, that, um, that I would say is the common thread in all of my roles in school, in formal education, um, in camp, which is informal education. I'm very involved in Shabbos programming in camp in, and, and Tisha B'Av and, and Shabbos Arbatamas, like mm -hmm. all of the you sure, know, sure. special programming and, um, and at Bas Mitzvahs. And um, anywhere, wherever, you know, if it's a kumzitz with women or if it's with kids, my, my, the common thread that, that connects all of them, and wrote is to have a chinuch goal. Mm. And I'm always talking about the chinuch goal, whether it's an internal conversation or with the team that I'm working with in that setting. And I'll say, what's our chinuch goal? Why are we doing this? And, and it varies from, from depending yeah, on what it is, right? The, and, and sometimes the chanuk goal is to create a sense of belonging. 
and which is which is Jewish pride. Sure. Which sure. and sometimes the chanuk goal is to learn how to break up a pasuk and find the shoreshim and translate <laughs> independently. Sometimes the chanuk goal is for everybody to understand to make this bas mitzvah girl feel like a million bucks. Right. right. Sometimes the chanuk goal is to inspire even people my age or older than me and to make them feel connected to their neshama and to their Yiddishkeit and to, to come closer to Hashem. Depending on on where I am, I'm always asking myself, what is the chinuch goal here? Mm-hmm. And chinuch is what brings it back to to like home base kind of, to you know a place of connection. Sure. And that's, that's what inspires me and that's what drives me. Oh, that's very strong. What would you say is that chinuch goal for you in your own home? I would say, I guess a little bit of all the things I already mentioned, both, you know, Torah learning skills, uh, passion for Torah learning, passion for keeping mitzvos, passion for serving Hashem, um, serving Hashem with joy, serving Hashem with uh, with yira. However, you know, right. So whether so a lot of things you just mentioned is actually exactly why I wanted to talk to you because you know this is a pre perm edition. And, you know, Perm is, you know, we increase our simcha and you bring so much ruach and the passion, like you just mentioned passion like four times because everything about you is all the passion and the ruach and the simcha and the joy, like you mentioned, that you bring to everything. And, you know, obviously, you obviously bring in also the fun wigs and the costumes, and all those things. But in addition to all that, you know, you really bring to everything you're doing, whether it's at Camp Dina or you're leading these kumtzitzes here in the community or not even in the community, you know, all these different things. It's it's not just about the you know the the, the shtick, but you, you really have that that really serious ruach. So I guess first things first is how do you bring that ruach to everything that you do? I think that that was that's a almost a natural thing. I was I'm a I'm the middle child, mm. one of seven. Can I And um, ruach was something that was that was innate in me to I guess always try to get attention from <laughs> everyone in my house. It was very busy. And um, so I, I, I always had um, a lot of energy. Nobody probably wanted to be my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and which helps now, now that I'm a teacher, when I see those kids that act the way I, I'm like, yeah, 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 that was me. That was me. Like, I know exactly what you're trying <laughs> to do. I got you. I read you. <laughs> exactly. And, um, and I guess... The, those a lot of the messages that I heard in NCSY actually really spoke to me about finding something that that's who you are and using it for good. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was being loud and always looking for you know looking to to share the energy with everybody around me. And um, so it kind of fell into all of these. I fell into all of these roles because. I was like that already. Right, right. Um, That's cool. So, That's very cool. Yeah. How would you advise others who maybe it's not as innate for to kind of harness that or to create that or build that for themselves? I would say never underestimate the power of a pump-up song. And this is something mm. that applies in so many different places. Uh, there are so many resources that the, that that we get, at least in our Y&J, we get for Lahav and Lahaskil, mm. Tal'am, right, right. and Koneolam, the Chavetz Chaim Heritage Foundation, all of those programs, if you notice, they come with CDs. And I'm going to be bringing it back to music a lot. <laughs> it just, it's, it's just music. It's part of who you are, part sure. of, It's such a part of who I am. And I think it's such a part of everybody's experiences. I call it the soundtrack of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you when you watch a film and there's music and there's sad music and there's happy music and there's quirky music. And like when you find yourself in a situation, you're like, if I was in a movie right now, I'd know right. exactly which music would be playing. Totally. It would be the awkward music, you know, like <laughs> what's happening. So those CDs that come with those formal academic programs, the, the programs that I mentioned are extremely text-based, skill-based. So before we sit and learn the Pesukim inside and learn the Shoreshim and learn how to break up a Pasuk and learn the Tchiliot and the Sofiot, all these things that we're doing, we have a pump-up song. Mm. Put that pump-up song on. If you're a Mora in the classroom and you have a program that has a pump-up song, don't ignore it. Don't be like, oh, we don't have time for that. We have to do the Pasuk and we have to do the reading. Play those songs because it just gets everybody excited. It gets everybody into it. And that's for sure true at a Simcha where before the Bas Mitzvah girl comes out and we're playing, everybody get excited. The Bas Mitzvah girl is going to come out. This is to get everybody excited and, and everybody kind of you you even see in the simcha everybody goes oh, where's the bus mitzvah I'm like oh it's coming it's coming right <laughs> the dance floor yeah. you know it 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 gets everybody excited totally. and um 
you know, for Metal Road, we wrote an original pump up song about this is where you belong and this is where you can, you know, you can shine. And Metal Road means the luminaries. Right, and the right. girls are all shining stars in the show. It's beautiful. And um, <laughs> so we wrote a pump up song for that. And for camp, of course, there's always a theme song and right, there's always right. cheers. So those, the, you know, those are the opportunities to get yourself in the mood. Join right. the cheer. Join and even the in song. our homes, you know, using music on, on a you know on an Arab Shabbos to oh, like get the sure, get the vibes sure. going and everything. We have an Arab Shabbos playlist. Sure, we sure. We have a Mote Shabbos playlist. We have a cleanup playlist. We have a bedtime playlist. So whether the playlist is <laughs> singing the playlist nice. or we're playing the playlist, there's always. Um, there's always music that will that can get you in the mood for whatever's happening. If right. Shabbos is going away, we're singing Shabbos is going away. So if it's sad and right. then that's also part of, you know, that experience. Totally. So. Totally. And what are there other ways that you bring that ruach and show me? I know I'm sure I'm sure there are times that you wear the wigs and the tutus in your home as well, but I'm saying like, how do you bring that ruach into your home for your own children to uh to bring, you know, because like you said, it was innate for you. And sometimes for you, it was, it was because you wanted to get that attention. But now you also, you have that and you can give it over to your whole, you know, you obviously you give it over to all your students and to every bas mitzvah and the campina, but in terms of your own and, in, in, you know, internal home. I remember having a conversation with Rabbi Horn from RYNJ once. When I first started, the question of teaching different Hebrew and English or teaching in the morning and the afternoon, it wasn't a thing in RYNJ. It came up as a question, should I do something in RYNJ in the afternoons? Mm -hmm. And Rabbi Horn said, no. I only want all my mowers to be 100% focused on what goes on in as a mora, mm -hmm. and that's you know that's your only focus. I don't want you to be pulled in any other direction. Interesting. Okay. And then a few years later, I I did end up taking a role as actually a general studies teacher. I taught fifth grade general studies for the last four years. Really? Wow. Yes. Right. In addition to reading. yes, I was teaching huh. Judaic studies in the morning and general studies in the afternoon, and um, which was writing, reading, science, math, social studies, everything. And I saw Rabbi Horn. I bumped into Rabbi Horn. And I said, Rabbi, I want you to know that you had always said, I want you to give 100% as a Judaic studies mora. And now I'm doing general studies in the afternoon. And I also have my kids at home. I said, Rabbi, because of your influence that you said that you want me to give 100%, I know that I have to find it in my heart to find 300%. Wow. I need, I need 100 for my Talmidos, 100 for so my So what does what that 100% look like for, my kids. for your kids? So it means that I, I just got to, uh, even for myself, I have to pump myself up right. and go, the day's not over. I got these kids. Yeah. So these how are, do you do that when you're, uh, days when you're not feeling it? And also like, I guess, first of all, when you get home, you're like, just like not feeling it. Or I guess, you know, take it to the next level also is like when you're going to Simcha, we have to be that motivator who's bringing it and you're just like, you had a rough day or you're going through something in your own personal life. Like how do you bring that Simcha even at those, at those times? I, to be totally real, sometimes in the evenings, I get a tiny bit tired. I know nobody can believe what? it. What? Can't tired. believe that. <laughs> and I'll communicate with my kids about it. I'll be mm -hmm. like, tonight I'm a little tired. I have to rest or I need, you know, I'll communicate what I need with them. But always, you know, we always just want to be there for them. And that's, you know, that's important. For sure, at a simcha, um, the adrenaline just kicks in. Right, once right. that Once that music is pumping and you can't really not be feeling it in a, and a tutu and a hot pink <laughs> shaitel. It's just, it's just. It's almost impossible. Yeah, it's just, it's just almost impossible. I hear that. Um, and I would say dressing the part is for sure an important. Do you do, you do that in your home also sometimes? Getting dressed up for my kids. Not so much. Mm. <laughs> I hear it. I hear it. <laughs> but I do. But for Purim, to bring it back to Purim, yes. they know that I'm very into my costumes. Mm -hmm. um, and they also know like. I, I know my, my daughter just got a text from someone. Do you by any chance have a tutu I can borrow in a specific color? We're, we, we're always, the weeks before Purim, we have people knocking on our door for all the tutu Yes, not only tutus, but any any costumes. People oh, yeah. will not wow. be like, the day before, I don't have a costume. And I'm like, come on in. It's good to say, if anyone in the Bergen County area, you can go to the Shaffron's home. <laughs> I know Rifki Rosenberg also runs a costume gemach. Okay. I don't know if, uh, no, but also, also by us, you can us. And, um, and I, I, I do let the kids have that. They know how that I take my costume so seriously. So for them, I give them that attention. I'm like, what costume do you want? What oh, nice. do you want to be for Purim? Cool. Let's order it. Let's plan it. So it's not like that, a family theme. No, no, no. Everybody is whatever they want. That's awesome. No, no that's pressure. Good. We, don't, we can't. It that's important. I think that's really important. And it's like, what do you want to be? And are you going to feel 
you know, like, are you going to feel excited? Are you going to feel happy with your costume? So that's something that, you know, that helps everyone get pumped for Purim. Totally. So, totally. you know, to let them find their own self-expression, however it is, whatever they want to, whatever mask they want to wear on Purim to make totally. it fun. Totally, totally. So, you know, we were just talking about like how bringing this in play even when you're not necessarily feeling it. So an interesting question is how do, and this, it's a hard question of how do we internalize that simcha in a way that it's not just an external impression, expression and, you know, to, to come to a point where it's really something that we're really reflecting of what's going on inside, a re, like a real simcha. Because you have, you, I'm asking, you have you that simcha zachayim. You always ask hard questions. <laughs> I would bring it back to, to my, my point about the chinuch goal. The chinuch goal really, really does drive me. It really, it really centers my, um, my focus. And, um, and, and I always try to keep it in mind, whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, and that could, I would say, let's say it's camp and it's really late. And the night before was a really late night or whatever. Um, I'll say like everybody's here and we're here to create a sense of belonging. That's something that is just that will that will help me get excited. I remember working in Hask and it was the nine days and we were having concerts with live music mm. and we danced with our campers. Yeah. And that was something that was that's like my strongest memory of like this cognitive dissonance uh, of yeah. you know, you're you're supposed to feel one way, but you're doing something else and you and you want to feel simcha for your campers. That was that was a time that was hard. I actually remember there was one concert. It was literally like somebody really cool, probably Mordechai and David, you know, blasting, rocking it out on the stage, and it is Tisha B'Av in two days. Yeah, and there was live music <laughs> blasting, so crazy and, in a live concert. And my friend and I were dancing, and we looked at each other, and we both had tears in our eyes. Like it was like we're here for our campers. We're feeling the pain of even even that this is happening, yeah, even that I'm. Yeah. We are in a place where we should be playing music for the nine days. And Hashem next year, Mashiach will come, and everybody will be, you know, strong and healthy, and and will play live music for real for everybody. Amen. You know, instead amen, of being a halachic exception or a you know a special arrangement, and that was true in 2020 when we had camp, and we were allowed to play music during the three weeks. Right. That right. was there was a little bit of that feeling of like oh, we know that the reason we're allowed to play music is because we went through so much pain that we're you know. So, you know, we, we were just talking about, you know, how to, how you bring it into your home and you were saying like the a hundred percent, what does that, what does that a hundred percent look like? I have some shtick with my kids that we do. Uh, we're very big into Shabbos prep. Mm. So we what have, does that look like? we have a, um, we have an Arab Shabbos set list, mm. um, a playlist. I'm sorry. That's like the same <laughs> set list as like my, for my shows, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, a playlist where we play, where we do like the same songs and um and i even see over over the years now it's years at this point where my kids are humming along and like they don't even think it's weird that we're literally singing uncle maishi yeah. and we're all grown that's so up funny. So, you know like we're belting Love out uncle maishi on the top of our lungs and and like then hasidish shabbos nigunim and my 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 very from a very young age my kids help cook for shabbos oh nice and it's like that onus of preparation for Shabbos is put on them from a young age and it takes patience on it took patience on my part to wait for them to open the gefilte fish and fill the pot and all those things that a child will do much slower than me but I felt like it was a worthy investment yeah that's huge and um and my kids are very involved in Shabbos prep they make gefilte fish they make kugel they make well my daughter especially she can bake anything she can make any complicated thing um my son grills he makes muddy buddies mm, you know wow. like there are all these different and um and for sure in previous years when it was easier for other kids to come over um the neighbors would come and help bake cookies my you know my son literally had like a baking hug where he would they would all make muddy buddies together <laughs> they were melting the peanut butter love that you know and um and it made a huge, it makes a huge mess. My kitchen is a huge mess. And um, and it's totally worth it. Like that's Arab Shabbos for us. It's yeah, like that's awesome. totally making a big mess in the kitchen and and playing music and getting excited for Shabbos. Um, uh, another stick that I do is whenever we, uh, almost whenever I can, whenever the weather allows it um, and whenever we're, we're up for it, we... I pull into the driveway with car, from carpool with my kids at the end of the school day and I'll find 
like a dance song, either a Dina dance song or a bat mitzvah dance song or a song that's like a pump up song. And I'll put it on really loud and I'll open the doors of the car and I come out with my daughter who's now seven and a half and we dance together on I love that. Stephanie Summer's front yard. Oh, I hope it is. doesn't bother Stephanie. <laughs> and um, right on the grass and we just do dancing and um, and she like follows my moves or I follow her moves and my son sits in the car like staring at us like <laughs> you guys are crazy but he really likes That's it. That's awesome. One time I had my older son in the car and he picked up his phone and he starts videoing us. He's That's like look hilarious. at my crazy mom and my crazy sister and I'm like you know what's up like That's awesome. um and the fact that so he so you really bring the ruach in he like wanted real... he wanted to turn on the video i was like oh he likes it yeah, too yeah. he also he wants to get in on the dance party too <laughs> totally so too um, embarrassed he couldn't be seen doing it but <laughs> for sure wanted to video it exactly so that's awesome. um yeah those are that's some of the shtick that we that we try to do to bring some fun to the home some of our that's awesome that's really great <laughs> getting back to perm so perm is an inherently fun time for children. It's it's like the best. Dressing up, the candy, the Michelin, you know, all these things. What's What are some of the ways that you'd recommend for parents to make it even more fun, you know, like in like a, a simcha dick away, like more of like a genuine simcha and, and more meaningful? In our house on Purim, we take out our professional sound system. I don't know if you've sure. heard it. Of course, and, many times. Um, we play it, we play it out um, outwards in the in the early part of the day, and then we bring it into the house once the street traffic dies down and the celebration comes. The celebration kind of shifts from shul to to community back into the home for the suda. Yeah, and my kids are involved with picking the music, with picking the songs. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and that's like a thing. They'll come to you know my phone and be like, "Can I pick the next song?" And, it's nice. Um, you really empower them also. Like the, the Shabbos prep, the perm prep, the being involved in the perm day. That's yeah, awesome. that they should feel that excitement. Um, there's already Mishloch Manos all over my dining room and kitchen. It's all lined up um, for that's the impressive. children to we're, pick. We're on Sunday night pre, pre-perm <laughs> over here. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. It is so neat in the house right now. Um, and... <laughs> And the kids are involved with which candy and, you know, which treats they're going to give. I always try to be commentation with them in advance. Mm. And I think that that's just such a Jewish experience totally. to be. A lot of it just comes back to the kitchen. Um, and that's like the mommy piece. And it's it's so rich. The traditions are yeah, so rich yeah, yeah, yeah. that before so. Purim, you're making hamatashin. And before Pesach, you're washing lettuce. And before Shavuos, you're, you know... We're making blintzes. Like right. all those things are just such a part of the Jewish experience. And I know that I, as you know, my memories as a kid, I have memories of the Machanchim who inspired me both in formal and informal settings mm-hmm. in school and in camp. But I, I have such, such strong memories of my home and of my mother in the kitchen and, um, and of the foods that we ate at each time of the year that's just such a part of our Jewish chinuch experience. Yeah, totally. And for the mothers to realize that this that that's part of your chinuch goal is to is to bring those traditions into the home and to you know and to give yourself to to be machazik yourself mm-hmm. to you know to do it even though hamatashin can be apachki apachki totally got you <laughs> and the dough is falling and the triangle <laughs> is opening and there's jelly spilling all over the place and it's just it's part of it. It's part of it. The mess is also, it's just, you know, to embrace it and to love it. And and all those moments when the kids are like, whoops, I spilled flour all over the floor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like that rabbi in the story who doesn't get mad at his guests when he spills. I'm like, it's okay. You spilled flour all over. You know, so, um, so fun. So that's, uh, I think that those are, those are some of the important, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. Things that we bring into the In, in terms in of. Kitchen. You know how do you how do you, how can parents help children bring that simcha in a, in a proper way in like a meaningful and genuine and proper way? What are your thoughts? I would say, is, is it okay to go back to mitochsha lolishma balishma? We yeah. get a huge envelope of cash on Purim, and we we do matanoslavionim. Um, sometimes I give. It depends on what I was able to prepare before my students <laughs> my students come. Whether I give them a dollar or a pekalach. But we also have cash for the Suda really? at our table. Wow. 
with my with my own kids and my nieces and nephews and cousins That's that come so cool. to the Suda. And everybody knows that for a Dvar Torah, you get a cash prize. Wow. And I and we also that's I the get Suda to be it. That's that's and pretty we serious. Ta- and we pump it up. I'm like, get get your Dvar Torah ready. You're gonna get cash prizes. So and my son already said, he said, Yes, my Rebbe told me a Dvar Torah. And I said, Tell it to me. And he goes, I'm saving it for the Suda. <laughs> I need my cash prize. <laughs> that's awesome. Where did where'd you get me. that practice from? That's awesome. I don't know. I just that's so Kids cool. Kids love cash prizes. Yeah. And like, there's always, and that piece of like, I remember getting money from the rabbis. Like when we would go to the rabbi's house yeah, on yeah, Purim, yeah. they sure. would give us half dollars mm-hmm. or silver dollars. Of course, of course. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. So that whole thing of like getting money on, I don't know. I'm like, why am I getting money? This is amazing. I, thought, <laughs> I was here for candy, but I'll take the money. So, and we would, we would literally be like, here's my candy and here's my cash. You know, we would like compare. So, um, so and we fun. wouldn't even use it because it was these half dollars we would save. Right. Them. Yeah, totally. They're probably still in I my house. I feel like I still have a collection at my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. So I think that's probably where it came from. Literally like Rabbi Michelle and Rabbi Tendler, they would give they would give me money back in Muncie in the Muncie days. Wow! So I always remember like getting money. I'm like, yeah, I love getting money. So that's crazy. Just, Those two names you just mentioned, like my, my father grew up in Muncie in community synagogue, and like Rabbi Michelle, Rabbi Tendler, like that. That's crazy. Bringing yeah. it back. Wow, that's pretty <laughs> crazy. Perm is sometimes referred to as a man's holiday. You know, between the the, the drinking and you know different different aspects of the day. You know, the the meal and, and the shul a lot. You know, what would you recommend doing? For, for daughters to make it more special? What if, or maybe things that you've done for your own daughters. Um, you know, what would you what would you appreciate more as a as a woman? Well, I'm gonna put a little plug for Congregation or Hatora. They're having an all girls party for grades five through twelve, I don't know, middle school and up. Um, they're having a silent DJ party. Pretty rocking. And I made all the playlists with my daughter mm, nice. for those for the, you know, for all the channels. And uh, we're really, she's so excited. She's so excited to get dressed up and to go to shul for her to feel like she has a place at the shul. So I would say an all girls party is a great opportunity. I think that I know the the high schools all do that. And, um, and in Stern, we had an amazing, you know, all girls celebration and um, just celebrating your friends. As you get like older though, I feel like some of those things like in a community, Sometimes fall away a little more. For the mommies. Yeah. How can the mommies enjoy Purim? Yeah. I guess it comes back to being mechazik yourself, you mm-hmm. know, and also getting excited about the things that the woman is involved in. For me, it's shalach manos. I like, I'm, I'm a total nut about them. I, this year I'm not because of the baby. But you I just made, had a baby. I, made, um, <laughs> that's, that's I usually totally do um, homemade babka and like get pretty bows and get, you know, fancy bags and like I get so excited about this opportunity to like put some quote-unquote homemade love into my packages that I'm sharing and, and with my friends yeah. and it's really and it's 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 like for my friends it's for my neighbors for my for my mommy friends and um and the kids know that there's like I have you know that there's the grown-up shalach manos and there's the kid shalach manos. so uh-huh. we have gushers and you know I don't know, taffies or whatever the little candies are for my kids, Shalach Manosh. Sure. But mine are like a babka and a, you know, mm. a bow and a whole thing. And my my married years of spending Purim night packing my Shalach Manos um, are, are made up of precious memories to me. That is something that's precious to me. Mm, that's awesome. And um and I and I get I that that that's exciting for me. So for I know that for for a woman to find creative expression um, whether it's in Shalach Manos or in in the kids' costumes, you know, to create a theme for the family with the costumes, for the moms who are able to do that, I'm always like, oh. <laughs> you can see my mouth is hanging open. And um, the video, we got a video. <laughs> and um, I think that that's something that speaks to a lot of moms. Right. You know, is the opportunity for creative expression, and um, and also a day of tefillah, mm. and that's something that always speaks to. Um, the women as well. Right, right. Uh, I'm on a lot of community Tehillim groups, for better or worse. I'm on Mufuas um, Nefesh, which is actually for um, people who are struggling with with um, with other with like mental health or right, emotional right. health issues. Wow. I'm on a regular Tehillim group for Cholim. Um, I'm on Tehillim groups for specific individuals. Sure. And on Purim, you should see the way it just is 
goes to a whole new level. Yeah, it's wow. just blowing up, and everybody knows that it's an ace route zone. So if that's, that's something, you wow, know, that's really special. That uh, that's also an opportunity for, you know, for moms. That's something that's you know both creative expression and spiritual expression. So there are so many opportunities for women on Purim. Um, and I'm just going to segue for a moment to the topic of like, it's a man's, it's a man's world or yeah. it's a man's religion. Sure. I don't think that's true. I feel for myself, I always feel so much pride in my role as a woman, um, in the Jewish experience, in my role in, in my home with my kids, with cooking and preparing for Shabbos and Yantif in, um, and in my role at, at bas mitzvahs when there's, you know, whether it's, 10 girls or 100, 100 girls or 600 girls. We're all here together. We're celebrating together. We're proud to be Jewish girls. We shouldn't feel like we're missing out on something or there's something that, we're, that we would want to be doing that we're not doing. We're, wherever we are, we should always find that, that Jewish pride, a Jewish pride for a woman yeah. instead of like looking and being like, why aren't I doing that? I, I love what we're able to do and I love all the things that we're able to wow. find expression it's amazing. It's as, amazing, as yeah. Jewish women. And that's something that's like a, a chinuch goal for me when I work with girls yeah. is to feel proud that you're a Jewish, a Jewish girl and don't be like, well, I'm stuck behind a machitza or I'm not, you know, I'm not, whatever, fill in the blank, whatever right. it is that you're not doing. You can always take, uh, you could take a negative approach towards things or you could always take a positive. Yeah, it's, look it, at you what know. you are doing. Right, look at what right. you are doing. That's so awesome. That's, yeah, that's something that's That's a, very special. That's very, very special. That's awesome. Thank you. Another aspect of Purim is, you know, like you were mentioning, like the Shalachmanos, like you take your Shalachmanos very seriously. And a lot of people take the Shalachmanos very seriously. One of the challenges that sometimes could come with Shalachmanos is like the exclusive, you know, the clickiness and being exclusive and, what are some practical ways that parents can navigate helping their children when their children are dealing with that? You know, like it's, it's, it's sometimes it's like, it's supposed to be such a day of such happiness and simcha. And for that child who's being excluded, sometimes it could be like, like the, 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 the most hurtful day, like the most challenging day. And, you know, so, so what are some practical ways that we can, we can try to avoid that or, you know, help, help our children when going through that? Uh, so hard. It's so hard. I would say, I don't want to be I don't want to be insensitive to somebody's financial reality but I would say if there's an opportunity to just like to buy enough shalachmanos for for everybody so that your kids aren't so that you're not saying to your kids just make x amount just pick your friends that you like I I I literally if you I'm going to go back to what my house looks like I have 150 mini soda cans in my house so wow. that everybody gets a mini soda can. There's right. nobody. I would never. I. I would. I would look at my kids and say, like, it's never ever been a discussion of like who do you want to give. It's always enough for your whole class. Right. Wherever you're nice. going to see them. I don't know where you're going to see them. Whether it's at a shalach manos exchange sure. or if it's or you or you want me to you want us to drive you wherever you need to go. But the that that message of you get enough and whatever you're able to get. So get something, either get something smaller so you can get enough mm -hmm. or, um, you know, or work it out in such a way that the message to your kids is they should have enough to give to, to everybody. And, and I would focus more on empowering my own kid to give enough shalachmanos to all their friends instead of like thinking about who didn't give them like mm. that will, you know, Right, we'll shift, shift over the that focus. Part. Yeah, and, right. exactly. Wow. Shift the focus on the on the positive, on empowering you. Which candies do you want to give? I'm so excited they're going to give to your whole class. You know, so I guess, and then within the within the per, the framework of whatever the school rules are, or whatever your whatever your grade ends up arranging. You know, I know right. that in our community there are a lot of opportunities that where the kids go to someone's front yard. And they're gonna see. So should it be the whole grade? Should it just be the class? Should they bring one candy? Should they bring the whole pakalach? Should they bring all those questions? However, when you're presented with those questions, try to answer them on the in the benevolent way, in the giving right, way. Right. We, you know, especially even, this day. Yes. Especially. Yes, yeah. Yeah. That's, yes. such, that's such a know, great point. That's I know really that we always point. at the same time we we're always teaching our kids in the literally in the, you know, halacha booklets. That it's better to give more matanos levyonim than more mishloch manos. I think that. Oh, it's I'm not, true. I'm trying it's to say, true, but at the same time, if you're gonna end up offending someone or making them feel excluded, then is that you know how, maybe maybe 
Maybe if we cut back a little, you know, I don't, I mean, obviously, yes, we try, well, we should give try to smaller, but right. give, give enough so that everybody Correct. feels included. hundred percent. That's how I, yeah. that's what I mean. I don't, and I don't yeah. mean to take away from the halacha of Matano Sabiyonim. hundred percent. That's yeah. also be, you know, that's I mean, an that's important mitzvah, point. but the idea of it, it's such an opportunity to include all your friends, um, and to empower your child to include all of, you know, everyone from their class is, is huge. That's like, that's totally. like a given. In our yeah, house. that's great. I mean, it's such, such an important point. You know, since like you're the the master of ruach, so you know how does how does discipline fit in with that? Meaning, like in your home, you know, if 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 it's like a lot of like more like the rah rah and the excitement going on, how do you then fit in discipline or you know consequences? Like how does how does that uh, how do you balance it? I guess you know being that fun loving person with also being a disciplinarian. It also, like it's probably in is class, this only or, a, right? Is this a classroom question be, also, or just it, a you home? Could, oh, we could talk about both. Talk about both. I would say it's the same is true for both. If you know, if you if you know your stuff, then the kids will respect it, and I think that that's true for whether it's your material that you're teaching or whether it's your your approach as a parent. Mm-hmm. So there's a time for everything, and if we're having a dance party, it's not the time to like cut off the dance party and make it awkward and start right. yelling at a kid that they whatever, but then if my kids start getting rowdy, I have to look at them and, and you know, and rein it in mm-hmm. or, you know, it, it, and, and if you're consistent, you know, like if you have your, you know, your framework of how things are supposed to be in the home and what's considered safe and what's considered appropriate and what's proper behavior and what's proper covered for each other and for the parents and, um, you know, you set those boundaries, then, we can have, we can have, we can enjoy, we can have a nice time, but then we can also, you know, get down to business if we have to. Right, and, right. Um, and that's, and I think that's for sure true in the classroom. If you know what you're teaching and you have your material prepared, the kids know. And right. like my favorite thing <laughs> is like when it's Adar, if it's Rosh Chodesh Adar, and I'm wearing some ridiculous clown costume, <laughs> but then we go back to class and I do a Chumash lesson. Yeah, like while like, you're wearing it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, that's awesome. you know, like now we're doing Chumash and the kids, and like it's not just because you're, just because I'm wearing that doesn't mean that we won't have Chumash. And I would say um, that has to do with confidence and experience. Yeah, yeah. That's something that like over the years I've, um, I've grown in that way. Because, you know, just from the, from the years of experience, I'll come yeah. into a room with more confidence. For sure. For so sure. So that's. For sure. And, and in terms of like using Simcha to make Avodah Hashem more genuine, more happy, how can we use that Simcha to make, I guess we'll talk both about tefillah and just in general about to help our children, our students, children to connect better to Hashem, specifically from that Simcha, you know, element. For me, it's music. Um, I'm just going to go back to the music yeah, as, please. as the thing that just brings me the most simcha. Uh, and I think that for any person, it would be whatever you are passionate about, the kids will pick up on that and mm-hmm. the kids will, appre- you know, that passion will come through and it will inspire everybody around you. So for me, it's music. And that, did that come from your home because like you have such a musical family or like that was just like you just, it, it really like took on later on in life? Oh, for sure. My home. My dad is a chazan. Sure. My mother is a trained opera singer. Wow. Did not know yes. that one. Okay. That's good stat. Yes. And, um, well, if you came to Me'orot, you would know, but <laughs> that's for women only. Right. <laughs> and um, that's that's actually something that has inspired me. My mom, as a tangent, that she's a trained opera singer and chose the life of a from yeah. woman um, and like found joy in singing opera while she cooked and we would always listen to her sing opera. And that was our, you know, that was her experience. And she would sing at shul for the Kala tea. They would have every spring, they would have an event for all the Kalas and she would sing at it. And, um, so cool. Yeah. She would sing for women sometimes. And, and like it brought her so much joy, but it, but her life choices brought her so much joy. Um, despite her talents and, she literally could have been in Lincoln Center or or wow. at the Met. Literally, I'm not. So cool. I'm not kidding. And she, I I never felt that there was this thing of her looking over her shoulder, being like, I should have been at the Met, but instead I'm home with you kids. <laughs> it wasn't like that, <laughs> right, you know. Like right, she was right. happy. She was happy to be home with us. So um, <laughs> and um, my great grandfather was a chazan. My dad like 
played guitar for Shlomo Kabach as like his really? backup wow. singer. Yeah. That's so and, cool. And um, so that's, you know, it's it's a it's a very rich part of my family life. Sure. So you my brother's that, you Mordechai Shapiro. I don't know if you know. Of course, I, I, well, so I, <laughs> we're very into Jewish music. For those and of our listeners who didn't know, you know we got <laughs> and Dovi and Mordi. And Dovi, we got, you know. Of course, of course. <laughs> And um and all my brothers, all my brothers sing. Yeah. And I've heard, um, I've heard the you know the the, the legend of the of the, the Zmiros at, at, at the Shapiro home. Oh, so legendary, <laughs> so legendary. Harmonies. Five brothers, they would sit like angels at the Shabbos table every week, singing <laughs> singing Zmiros so beautifully in perfect harmony. Um, they used to play a game where they would sing the same song in, if you can follow, in two different keys into each other's ear. No and way. whoever would, yeah, <laughs> and whoever that. would get the other one off was the winner. That was the that was the game. That was their fun. Yeah, Love yeah, that. that's what we do for fun. <laughs> we still do that, by the way. And um, uh, but I, and I would I think that that's also something that gets everybody excited. My passion for music, right? So you give that you know, over to your children still in the awesome. Oh, and I'm always like, let's listen to the latest Uri Davidi <laughs> song. You know, like we get so excited, and um, and keeping it focused on Jewish music is it can be a challenge and that's something you know like keeping it cool and keeping it i got a call from a a friend who lives in another town she said my son is in high school and his friends don't listen to his friends listen to non-jewish music and it's inappropriate it's and now that they're older and i made she said what should i do and i made him a playlist Mm. i made like a cool playlist and i I, I put his name on it and i called it like you know his beats and she's like it has to sound cool and it has to sound, you know, to make him excited, but it has to be, Jew- how can I prove to him that Jewish music is cool? Yeah. And I'm like, let me make the playlist. <laughs> so we found all the, you know, whatever's cool. All the best so, stuff, yeah, sure. And um, just like keeping it fresh, keeping it excited, and keeping my own excitement. I, I don't even remember what you asked. I w- I've been talking so long. What were we talking about? We were talking about the, <laughs> you know, ha- the bringing the simcha oh, into, into Tefillah and Tavar Hashem, you know, giving... Giving and over we that love so in camp, um, we we daven all together every Shabbos, really? Friday night and Shabbos morning, really, wow, five hundred and fifty yeah. girls or plus, and um, it's so funny. Like we all just like think it's normal and take it for granted until a guest comes right. and is totally bawling at the end of Shabbos davening, and they're yeah, like, "I've so never cool. heard anything like this. It is just so beautiful," and. Um, I have to say the Friday night Camdina davening is something that the inspiration of those eight Friday nights is so deep and so intense that it literally carries me through the year. Wow. It is something that that I draw from the whole year and I, I hope that everybody in the room Incredible. feels wow. that experience too. And that's something that um is it it, it really it comes from the, the music and the singing um and the and the sense of belonging. Everybody, everybody is engaged. Schools should be doing more musical minyanim, also, or not, or there's a time place for it. Wherever there's wherever there's an opportunity, I would say those are the memories that are yeah. created. You know, because yeah. those are the that's where that's where the feeling comes in. That's yeah, where a kid totally. starts to feel something. You know, when I look back on my, I keep mentioning NCSY, my Shabbatones. I I remember the friendships. I remember making fun of the food. But that Matzei Shabbos Havdalah, where your arms around each other and mm-hmm. it's dark and you're swaying, like those are that's those are real memories. Those yeah, are real, totally, and that, and a true sense of belonging. Totally, so totally, totally. To feel totally. Wow, amazing. Is there any any final messages that you want to share with all the educators? You know, all of our listeners. It could be chinuch. It could be parenting. It could be simcha. It could be something, you know, as, as educators, we're always looking to grow something that you want, that you're trying to grow in right now. And, you know, anything. Or it could be all of those you know, or none of those. Back, back to the hard questions, Yair. <laughs> I would say to always remember your chinuch goals and to be machazik yourself so that you have what to give to everybody around you. And whatever that whatever that means for you to get your own chazak and to look for chazak if you need from you know, from your mentors or your friends or those who inspire you. Um, and your supporters. And um, I wouldn't be able to do any of these things without the support of my family, my husband, my sister, my parents, my brother, my my all my siblings, really, all my siblings. A lot of my siblings live in Eretz Yisrael. Right, so right. they support me from afar, um, you know, as emotional support. And find that chazuk, find it, look for it, seek it out, and let it let it continue to give you chazuk. Um, 
and to also always be grateful um, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I'm always um, davening to Hashem, thanking Hashem for all the brachos that I have and asking Hashem to continue to replenish the brachos that I already have wow. um, and to remember that every every moment of life is is truly a bracha from Hashem and that you should you know, be thankful. And when someone is walking around being grateful, having chizuk, being inspired, it will it will give them the kayach that they need to be able to inspire those right. around them. And it flows over to to everything. You you look at everything in that in that lens of, um, you know, if you're always looking to be grateful, so you're gonna look at things from that lens of trying to look at like what what am I being grateful for in this moment? And that's that's wow, that's amazing. That's so special. Sure. Thank you for that final message, and thank you so much for taking the time pre perm. You know, like seen it throughout the conversation how much perm is, is, is so serious for you the shahmanos and the everything and, and to take the time out to talk to education to talk to all of us you know about these important ideas i really really appreciate the time and uh really a big thank you thank you thank you so much for having me it was thank a you. real pleasure real pleasure thank you I really enjoyed having this conversation as a way to get ready for Purim for myself, for you know my family, and to hopefully be helpful for all of you. I loved the theme of empowerment, whether it comes to Shalchmanos, costume, Shabbos prep, or even the music playlist. It's such a powerful idea and such an important idea. And it was great to hear the practical examples of how Ms. Shaffron empowers her children and really how helpful that is. I loved, loved the idea of having you know, money at the Sa'uda for Divrei Torah, as well as having Shalach Manos for everyone. And the idea in general of having smaller Shalach Manos to be able to include everyone and not taking away anything from Matanos Lavion. I hope that you found this episode to be helpful for your perm experience and for creating the best possible experience for your children this perm. If you enjoyed the episode, please make sure to check us out at Apple Podcasts, give us a rating, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, and I wish you all a Freilichen Perm. <laughs>